Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. I'm excited for today because at the end of the service we get to pray over our students because we know that they start back school this coming Wednesday. And what they need more than anything is, is our prayer. Amen. Because they are going into a, a mission field. They're going into, they're going to be encountered with a lot of different stuff. So we want to send them with the power of the Holy Spirit in their life so that they can reach and, and minister to their friends and their, their teachers or whoever they come in contact with as they start this new school year. Uh, last week, we had the opportunity and the privilege to have some missionaries that we support here at our church. Josh, Josh and Leah Tillman and their family were with us last Sunday. If you were not here last Sunday, I want to encourage you to go check out the podcast and listen to the message that he preached last Sunday because I'm telling you, it was a timely word for our church. And, and I, know it, I know it ministered to my heart, and I talked to several other people that they, their hearts was ministered to. So if you were not here, I want to encourage you to go check that, uh, that sermon out because it was a great word from God that day. But I want to brag on you just for a moment, because last Sunday we took up an offering for, for them, and, and I was so excited when I presented the check to them, because we were able to give them $1,000 last Sunday. Come on. Yes. I just know that's one step closer for them to be able to go out and, and, and to start their, their mission works there in Vienna, and so I'm, I'm just excited and so thankful for your, your offering and your sacrifice that you gave last week to to this wonderful couple. So I want to preach this morning a message simply titled this, Invest in the Worthwhile. Invest in the Worthwhile. I looked up the word worthwhile and it says this. It says, worth doing or getting, good enough, important enough, etc. To be, to be worth spending time, effort, and money on. Last week we were able to give this family, uh, a great love offering, and, and we invested into their, their ministry. This very, listen, it was good soil that we invested in because we know that when they go and they, they are able to set foot on, 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 on foreign soil, they're going to be able to do what God's called them to do because of churches like us that were invested in their family, in, into their family and their life. They're, they're wonderful people, a wonderful ministry, and we were able to give and invest in that ministry. When you look at things that, that as we as Christians get to invest in, one of the greatest things that you and I get to invest in and be part of is investing in people. Investing in people. One of the greatest opportunities that God has given us is to simply invest in the life of someone. Think about your life just for a moment. And over the past 10 or 15 years, and you think about the people who've invested in your life, who've invested in your ministry, who've invested things into your life, and, you're, and you were like, you're so thankful for those people. Why? Because they took time and they invested into your life. They gave you things at a certain time in, in your life that you needed the most. God's called us to invest in people. Why? Because God's heart is people. He loves people. He adores people. So God is asking us to invest in people. We're not looking to get anything in return. We're not looking to get anything in return from the people that we invest in. We just want to simply invest in people. But I know and understand that when we invest in people, God invests in us. 
That God pours out His blessings on us. Why? Because we're giving, investing in, in, into people's lives. Why? Because the heart of God is simply people. We get to watch them grow. We get to watch them become the people that God has poured or that God has designed them to be. And, and, they get to, and, then they get, and then they get to pour back into other people into their lives. So we invest in them and then they invest in others and then those invest in other people. And so the process continues to, to grow and, and, and to move forward. But if we ever get to the point that we don't invest in people, then we're missing the point. We, then God has called each and every one of us to invest in someone. Take a person in your life. Take a, a co-worker or, or a family member and invest in their life. Why? Because God's got something great for them. And they, they may not even know it yet. But God has called each and every one of us to invest in that person. Why? Because it's good soil. It's, it's, it's a good thing. People are good things. God created us. God is doing a work in our life. And I know we look at somebody, some people sometimes and go, oh my gosh, they're not that good. But really they are good. They just overcome by obstacles and situations in their life. And so I, I know that God has called each and every one of us to invest into someone's life. I remember early in ministry or early before even Teresa and I um, went into ministry. After we had just gotten married, we had a couple that that was hired at our, at our church, and they served as, as youth pastors there for, I think, right around nine to ten months. But I just look back over that moment, and I look at the times where they invested in us. They just poured into us. They spent time with us. They, they, they took us out to eat. They, you know, they did all these wonderful things to us. And the reason, one of the reasons I know that the reason why I'm here today, not only because God's called me, but because somebody invested in me. Somebody saw something in me that I didn't see in myself at the time where, where, I, where I thought I was just you know, hanging out with some wonderful people. But as the time that we're hanging out, they're investing in my life. They're investing in us. And so God's called us to do the same thing into others' life is to simply invest in each and every one of those people that we have contact with. It's been said before that the only thing that we can take to heaven is people. You know, we can't take our... Our, our life worth, our savings, and our houses, and our cars, and all those things that we work so hard for. I'm not saying those things are bad, but I'm saying those things don't transfer to heaven with us. The only thing that we can take is people. So as, as a church and as a, as a believer, we need to look at, at opportunities to invest in people and not things. Because things go away, but people, we can take people with us to heaven. I think about the missionaries that we support at our church and wonder one day that when, we, when you and I get to heaven and we're standing in heaven and we're just admiring all the glory of what heaven looks like, I wonder if there's going to be people that walks up to us and says thank you because you invested in a missionary and those missionaries invested in me. Maybe we invested in a ministry or a missionary. I don't know if that will happen one day in heaven. But wouldn't that be cool, though, that, that you are, you're, you're just kind of walking around heaven and, and, and admiring everything, and you're just glad to be there, amen? You're just like, yes, I made it. You're just walking around looking at heaven, and somebody comes up to you and just taps you on the shoulder. You don't know who they are. You've never met them before. And they're just like, I want to say thank you. You're just like, well, what? what? Why are you thanking me? Because you invested in a missionary. 
And the missionary invested in me. Are you invested in a youth pastor? Are you invested in a church? And the reason why I'm here today is because of your investment. Wouldn't that be amazing? To see that, that we get to be part of that. We get to see people's lives change. And we get to see people grow. Why? Because we invested in people. Because people are important to the kingdom of God. We're here to be an investment. I'm here because of the time that somebody spent with me. I'm here because somebody found me in a, in a not so good place, but they loved me anyway. Somebody invested in me. So I want to share with you this morning from Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. And I want to be reading from the Message Bible this morning. So yours, your version may be a little bit different, but it says this. It says, don't hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moth and corroded by rust, or even worse, stolen by burglars. Stockpile treasure in heaven where it is safe from moth and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place that you will most want to be and end up being. The place where your treasure is, is the place that you will want to be and it's the place that you end up being. So my question to us this morning is this. Where is our treasure? Because where your heart is, or where your treasure is, your heart also follows. So if, you're, if you have a treasure or a heart for people, then you know what? We're going to invest in people. We're going to take time out and we're going to pour into people. If people are our heart, if, people, if, if, if the church of today wants to see people change then we have to have the heart for those people so that we can invest in them. And so wherever our heart goes, that's our treasure as well. So pray with me this morning as we get into God's word. Father, we love you today. God, I want to thank you just for a moment, God, for that person that invested in me. That somebody saw something in my life. Somebody saw something um, even when I was in a dark time. Even when I wasn't living right for you, God. And even when there were circumstances that were not right in my life, God. Somebody uh, invested in me because they saw something. And why? Because they, first of all, love God. Which, in return, causes us to love people. But God, you first loved us. And God, you're calling us to love people and invest in people. So God, I pray today that, Father, even as we sit in this service today, God, we can think of someone right now that we work with or that's in our family that may not be a Christian, that, God, that you are calling us to invest in their life. Because, God, when we invest in people, God, it brings a great return. And, God, today we're thankful for that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I used to enjoy watching a TV show called American Pickers. Anybody ever watched it before? I used to love watching the show where they would travel around all over the world or all over the country and searching for all these different antiques to find and to purchase. And, and then they would, you know, they would clean them up and they would, they would go sell them. And, but what I loved about the show is some of the places that they would go would be really organized. You know, I mean, they had just everything just lined out perfectly. And then other places would just be like a complete mess. And they're just pulling through and climbing through all of this stuff, trying to find that item that they can invest in that would maybe bring them a return. You know, in, in high school, we, we had to do a project that had to deal with the stock market and was teaching us all about these things. And I know people who invest in the stock market. They invest in these, these stocks, these companies that are good companies. Why? Because they want a return on their investment. And I want to tell you this morning is this, that when you invest in people, 
you're going to get a return on your investment. You're going to get a return on your investment. Now, they may not... They may not always live the way that you think they live, but if you invest in people, you're going you're gonna to get an investment in your own life. Why? Because people is God's heart, and when you invest in God's heart, God invests in you. God always gives you what you need in your life when we are willing to invest in the people's lives. You see, and you see this passage of Scripture. Jesus is teaching here uh, about Scriptures of things to do and not to do. In the first part of the passage, he's, he's teaching us when it is good um, or to, you know, to do good things, not to be seen by people. Because if we do good things just to be seen by people, then our Heavenly Father is not going to reward us. Why? Because we're doing it in the wrong heart or the wrong spirit. If we're giving just to be seen, then we don't, they're missing the point. We give not to be seen, but we give to be a blessing into someone else's life. And when we do, God blesses us and pours out an investment in us. So when we give to people, he's, God's not calling us to brag. He's not calling us to say, hey, look at me, look what I did. He's just simply saying, just invest in people and watch me work and watch me do what only I can do. And so he's calling us not to brag about what we do. He talks about giving to the needy. He talks about how not to pray and how to pray. He talks about how to fast and when and, and how not to fast so that we're not drawing attention to ourselves. And then he begins to talk about the investment. He begins to talk about what is important with us investing in and not things of this world and not things that's not going to last. But he says, stockpile your treasures in, thing, in heaven and things that, w- that you can take with you, things that can, will last for eternity with you in heaven. He talks about not building a kingdom of wealth But he talks about building a kingdom of people so that they can enjoy the blessings that God has for them. He's talking about investing in people. He's talking about investing in something that will bring the greatest return. You see, when we invest in people or when we we look at our life, you can do three things with your life. You can waste it, you can spend it, or you can invest it. You can waste it, you can spend it, or you can invest it. You see, we can waste our living on just for the moment. We can waste it on things that don't matter. We can waste it on being lazy and procrastinating and waiting for uh, opportunities or, or wasting away opportunities that's been given to us. We can spend our lives building this kingdom that, that we think will bring happiness to our life. We spend it on being self, so, self-focused or looking out for only number one or we can invest in someone's life. So we can either waste it, we can either spend it, or we can invest it. So my question to us this morning, out of those three, what are we doing the most? Are we wasting it? Are we spending it on ourselves and things that's not going to matter one day? Or are we investing it in people? I think it's an important question to ask and see where we are, not only as a church, but as individuals. Because God's called us to invest in those people. Um, We can invest in in someone's life. When we give back to God, or when we give to God, God always blesses us. I think about the prodigal son who looked at his father one day and said, you know, I want what belongs to me. And, and his father gave him what belonged to him, and he went out and he wasted it. He didn't do anything with what, God, what, what his father had given him. He went out and he wasted it on, on senseless things. And then he ended up with nothing. And I, got, and, I, and I thought about my life and I go, God, I don't want to waste what you, the opportunities that you've given me and me be standing there and have nothing to show for it. 
But I want to be able to invest in people. He went out and he wasted everything that he got that, that his father had given him. But more importantly about that story is this, is that when he came back home, when he came back home and his father saw him, his father ran to him and he didn't ask him where he invested in. He, he, he wrapped his arms around him and began to love on him. He wasted everything that his father had given him. But in that moment... His father wasn't worried about the things that he wasted. He was just glad that he was at home. You see, sometimes we worry about people and we worry about how they do things and, and what God's called us to do is just simply love on them because we can't change the situation. Sometimes the situation is already over. Sometimes the situation is already done. All we can do is love them and wrap our arms of love around them in that moment to bring them back into the kingdom, to bring them back to where God is calling them to be. And that's what the, the prodigal son's father did that day. He brought him in. But not only did he bring him in, but he started to invest in him again. He started, he says, hey, let's, let's, let's prepare the meal. Let's, let's get the, the best ring. Let's get the fatted calf. Let's get the, uh, this robe and let's throw it upon him. Why? Because we want him to know and understand that he's important. And so he started investing back into his son. And that's what God's called us to do, is to invest in people, to pour out the blessings that God's given us in our life to bless other people. You see, we can use our time and our talents to make a difference in the lives of others, and we can invest in people by doing one simple thing, and that's serving people. That's simply serving people. When people see the church serve, it blows them away. It simply blows the community away or, or people that think church is a certain way. When they see the church loving on people, when they see the church serving in the community, when they see the church doing things outside of the church, not wanting anything in return, just to simply serve the community, they are simply blown away. And what happens is when we do those things, that God blesses us in our, in our home. He blesses our families. He blesses the church when we are willing to get out and invest in people. You think about the moments that Jesus invested in people and how their lives were changed. Why? Because he simply sat down and took time with someone. He simply sat down and had a meal. He simply sat down and had a conversation. He simply sat down and just began to love on people. And people's lives were changed. He didn't have to do anything big. He just simply just sat down and had a conversation with someone and loved on them. And their life began to change because of his, of his investment that he poured into them. People are important to Jesus. Jesus' treasure is people. That's, that's where he wanted to be the most was to be in the community. Loving on people, serving people. Why? Because he had a greater chance of reaching people outside the church than he did inside the church. He loved being in the community. He loved walking the streets. He loved going from town to town, ministering to people. Why? Because where his heart went, there he was his treasure. It was together because his treasure was people. Jesus spent time with people and it made the Pharisees upset. They didn't like what he was doing. They didn't like what he was, how he was loving on people. They didn't like how he was doing certain things. But he didn't really care how, what, that, what they thought about him. Because he simply came to simply to invest in people. To love on people. He gained the pop, this popularity in the communities by being a great servant and in investing in people. See, Galatians chapter 5, verses 13, it says this. It says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. 
But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Paul was saying, you guys have been blessed so much. You've got this freedom in your life because of what Jesus did on the cross. You are now free. But what he says is take that freedom, take that blessing and invest it in someone's life. Don't hoard it up. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't become a hoarder of of what God has given you in your life. Don't stockpile the blessings that God has given you in your life. But let those things flow out from you to those other people so that God can work through you to them. So don't hold on to what God's given you. Let it go. Why? Because He's blessing you to be a blessing to someone else. We are to take God's blessing that He invested in us and give it back to other people. God has given us freedom in our lives. And that doesn't mean that we can go out and live however we want to. Please understand that this morning. God's freedom is not for you to go out and live however you want to. God's freedom is to set you free so that you can live the way He's called you to live. But we think that because we have the freedom from sin that we can live however we want to and just run back to God on Sundays and ask Him to forgive us and go back living life the way we always live it. That's not how it is. That's not how it's supposed to be. God sets you free so that you can live a life of freedom, but you can also offer that freedom to someone else. That's what He set you free for from is so that you can be give back to other people that God has blessed you in your life. So there's a few things that I want you to see this morning that God talks about this scripture. Psalms chapter 119 verses 11 says this. It says, I have hidden the word in my heart that I may may not sin against you. And I love that scripture because God's telling us to take that word of God and to hide it in our heart so that when sin comes into our lives, so that when difficulties come into our life, that word that is hidden in our heart, we are able to get through that moment in our life. Why? Because we have the word of God hidden in our life. But, but I thought about it this way. We got the word of God hidden in our heart. But we're not doing anything with it sometimes. We're keeping it to ourselves. We're literally doing what the word says. We're hiding it, but we're not letting it out. And God says, let it come out. Let the blessings of God that I've given you in your life, let it flow out of your heart. Don't hide it to yourself. Don't hoard it and keep it all to yourself, but invest in other people. So number one is this. Investing in people, number one, you invest through your words. We've all heard it said, or we've even said it once before, that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Can I tell you, whoever made that up was a liar. Whoever whoever came up with that statement apparently never went to junior high school or never went to high school, right? Because we know and understand we can say that all day long, that your words will not hurt me, but they really do. They really do wound people when we say the wrong things to people. So we ha- God has called us to invest in people through our words. Words are one of the most powerful, powerful things in the world, they have the ability, listen, they have the ability to build people up or to tear them down. They have the power to lift people up or to tear them down. The Bible teaches us that words are very seriously, as well as the power that, that they have to do either good or evil. So God's called us to invest in people by how? By how we speak to them, how we use our words to them. Proverbs chapter 18, verses 21 says this. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat from its fruits. Whatever we speak over people will either bring life or death. 
So we need to be careful how we speak to people. We need to be careful how we speak to our families and how we speak to our co-workers and how we speak to our children. Why? Because we have the power of life and death in our tongue. And if we're not, kill, if we're not careful, we may kill what God is trying to do by how we speak to them. Jesus would use words that would captivate people. They would be drawn into him by what he spoke over them. God has called us to be the bridge between us and them by using our words that God has given us. I had this, this visual yesterday as I, was, as I was preparing this message. I thought about somebody that is in the woods top, chopping down this ginormous tree. And as, as, every whack they take with the tree and every moment that they hit the tree, that every piece that comes off the tree is weakened in the tree to where they finally get to the point where the tree can't stand and it falls over. And that's the same thing that our words do to people is that they slowly chop at people to where it just finally just gets to the best of them and they end up falling down. So be careful with how you speak to people. Be careful how you speak to your family. Why? Because words really do matter. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 13 says this. It says, But encourage one another daily, as long as it is, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Encourage one another daily. Not just on Sundays. Not when, when you feel like the time, where you feel like it. But encourage people daily. Why? Because you never know what they're going through. You never know what's happening in their life. But God says, give an encouraging word to someone. Hey, you're doing a great job. Man, I thank you so much for what's happening. Man, you're a hard worker. I, man, I, I, I'm just so thankful. Just simple things like that make people just appreciate what they do. So God says, encourage people daily. So it's obvious that words do mean something and that, that they carry a large responsibility on our part to make sure that the words that we are speaking over someone are positive words. This is the first way that, that God has called us to invest in someone is by speaking encouraging words over them. Think about this simple encouraging word spoke over to someone and that it could cause them to keep from sinning. Have you ever thought about that? That you may encounter somebody that's going through a situation in their life that's, that's, about, that's about to make a decision in your life and because of your encouraging word or because of your prayer over their life, it may cause them to stop and not follow through with what they wanted to do. By how you speak to them, by how you share a word of God to, to that person, it may cause them to keep them from, spin, uh, from sinning. God may use us to speak a word into someone's life that may cause them to change what's going on in their life. Proverbs chapter 25, verses 11. The Message Bible says this, and I love what it says. The right word at the right time is like a custom-made piece of jewelry. In other words, it's perfectly made for that person. The right word at the right time is like a custom-built piece of jewelry that is made exactly for that person. So God gives us those moments to where he can take what God has given us and to speak something custom that will, that will affect their life, that will invest in their life. People are looking for someone who will speak into their life, who will encourage them. Our words can pay, uh, pay a huge dividend when we invest them and we love someone in their life. These words can go a long way in earning the right to invite other people to church. When we invest in people, when we invite people to, to come to church, they may not come automatically. 
But the more that we invest in them, the more that we spend time with them, the more that we um, pour out blessings upon them, they may come because of why? Because of our investment. Because they see that we are who we really are and that we really care, that we're not just worried about you coming to sit in a seat because we're trying to make our numbers look good. We really care about you because we want life change and we want God to do something in your life. When we invest in people, that gives us an opportunity to invite people to come to the house. I think about Jesus and the conversation that he had with the woman at the well. And we see how he pulled her into this good conversation and how he was saying certain things that spoke to her in her life. And then right after that moment is when he invited her to come to know him. But he invested in her first. And then he invited her to to find out about this life-giving water. So encourage people with your words. Invest in people's lives with your words. Number two is this. Invest through our actions. Words are powerful, but actions do speak louder than words. As Christians, we are under the microscope all the time. People are watching us. People are are looking at us closely to see whether or not we're walking the walk and not just talking the talk. They're wanting to know whether or not we are really true in who we say that we are. And so they're watching us with, with 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 this high magnified microscope microscope just trying to watch and see how we live our life and so God says listen invest in people through your actions first Peter chapter 2 verses 12 says this it says live such good lives among the pagans that though they uh, accuse you of doing wrong that they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits live a good life among the pagans so that they can see how you live So that they can come to know Jesus. By what? By your actions. By how you live your life in front of them. Peter says, listen, live a life of love even when people are mean to you. Live a life of love even when people are mean to you. Can I get an amen this morning? That's hard to do. That's hard to love someone when they're mean to you. That's hard to love somebody when they're they're against you all the time. But Jesus says, love them. Why? Because I love the person that was against me. I love the Pharisees. Jesus, Jesus loved the Pharisees. He, he died for the Pharisees. He died for the sinners. Jesus, and that's what God says. Be, be, love those people who are mean to you. Love those people who talk about you. Pray for them that their life will be changed by how you live your life in front of them. How we handle our business, how we handle our lives speaks of who we are by how we handle our actions. If we consider ourselves followers of Christ, we cannot overlook the importance of investing in the people's lives by our action. When someone needs a helping hand, we should be the first to lend it. When one of our friends are going through a difficult time, we should be there for them. When a person is hurting, we should be there to comfort them and to show them the love of God. When we come in contact with a person that has problems in their life, that just wants you to listen to their life, not to judge them, that's what God's called us to do. Jesus sat down with tax collectors and sinners and all these people, and he just spent time with them. And what happened? Their life was changed through his actions. See, Jesus didn't just talk about dying for them, but he actually came and died for those people. He he talked it, but he also walked it. And that's what God has called each and every one of us to do in our lives. Mark chapter 10, verses 45 says this, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, 
but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. God's called us to be His hands. He's called us also to be His feet. Matthew chapter 5, verses 16 says this, In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let let that light of God shine in the midst of that dark situation so that they can see the glory of God that's in your life. That's what God has called each and every one of us to how we're supposed to live our life. When we invest in people, when we invest in lives by our actions, because of the love that we have for them, what happens is is that we point them towards God. So when we love them and we invest in them, and they see that we're, that we're real and that we're authentic in how we live and how we worship and, and how we do things. What happens is our life simply points them towards Jesus. It points them to the cross. It points them to God by how we live our life. So we, we invest in people with our words, but we also invest in people with our actions. We witness by, by not even sometimes not even saying a word. People will remember a helping hand or a shoulder to cry on long after the words have faded away. People will remember that moment when you lended a helping hand to them. People will remember when you, when you allowed them to cry on your shoulder and snot and blow stuff all over your shirt. People will remember those moments more than anything that you ever think. Just holding that person and being there for that person through your actions shows that you care about them as you are loving on them. And the third and final thing is this. Invest through your prayers. There are many times that all we can do is simply pray. If all we can do is pray, then it lets others know that they are important to us. When we are able to pray over problems in people's lives, when we're able to go visit people in the hospital and pray over their situations, it lets them know and understand that they're important to us. You know, my pastor in West Virginia, I know I probably told you this story before. He and I were going to visit somebody in the hospital one time. And he, told, he looked at me and, he, and he'd been in ministry for probably 30-something years at that time. And he had a lot of wisdom and he just, I mean, he just loved people. He said, Chad, I want you to know that what you're doing is you're just going to wash people's feet. That's all you're doing. You're just simply going to love on people. That when they're in a crisis, when they're going through difficult times, when, you, when you're there for them, they, let you, they know and understand that you care about them. Why? Because you're, you're there for them. You're loving on them. You're praying for them. There's a lot of times that we can't do anything for that person, but simply pray. And a lot of times, that's all they want you to do is pray. They'll look at you and say, listen, just pray for me. Just pray for me. I don't know what's going to happen. I, don't, I know you can't do it. Just pray. And you know what you do in that moment? You pray. You don't walk away from that moment, but you pray. There's been times where I've been to, to, to hospitals and visited people, and there's been times where I, where I tried to slip out without praying for someone. I know, I'm sorry, I'm just, I dealt with it before. But I know where God's, God's tugged at my heart and said, don't you dare leave this hospital until you pray for that person. Because many times that's all you can do for them is pray. When you're, listen, sometimes when your words don't mean anything or when your actions don't mean anything to that person, but man, when you can pray for someone, they listen to you talk to God and they listen to you communi- communicate to God and man, they're just like, 
something happens to them as you're praying for them. Why? Because you're connected to God. You're not just saying it, but you're actually doing it. So through investing in people through our prayers, when we pray for others, we're, ask, we're asking God to make a divine investment into that person's life. Last Sunday morning, we had a powerful time in altar times last Sunday praying for people. And what, what we pray for is this, is that God would invest something in their life. Because when we prayed, when we connect to God, God allows us to speak into someone's life that makes an investment into them. And that investment changes who they are. It may not change them immediately, but it will make a change in their life. So when you invest in people, it's a great return. When you invest in people and you pray over someone's life. An investment will make that person better. Why? Because God has intervened in their situation. Can I tell you this morning is this, prayer really works. If we would learn to be a praying people and a praying church, not that we're not, but when we learn to pray, prayer really works. Because it touches God. It touches the throne room of God. It touches heaven when we connect to Him. James chapter 5, verses 15 says this, And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Prayer really works. It touches people's lives when we pray and connect to God. So where's our treasure? Because wherever our treasure is, that's where our heart will be also. God has called each and every one of us to invest in someone. There's nothing that impacts someone's life more than someone that is willing to invest in their life. Set aside some time in your schedule to invest into someone. But I also know this, that when you invest in someone's life, when you pour out your heart, when you invest so much into people's lives, you know what? Those people that you invest in sometimes may turn and walk away from you. I have saw it in my life and it hurt. But here's what I know. God called me to invest in them. He called me to invest something in them. He may take them somewhere else. He may take them over here or over there, and that's fine. If, if God's taking them there, then, then God will do an incredible thing. But he's called me to invest in that person. And I've watched people walk away. I've, I've, seen, I've talked to pastors whose hearts were broken by how they, how, how all the time and all these things that they invest in someone and they just simply just kind of walked, walked away and forgot about everything. But you know what? Jesus invested in people and they, some of them turned, on his back, turned their back on him. Judas was a man who was called by God to be a disciple. And Jesus invested in his life even when he knew he was going to betray him. Even when he knew he was going to turn his back on him. You know what Jesus did? He said, you know what? You're still worth a lot to me, so I'm going to invest my life into you even though I know you're going to turn your back on me. He's still invested in people. Listen, people may walk away. People may never come to the Lord. But God, sometimes God's called us to invest in them no matter what. But they can never forget the time that you invested in them and the moments that you prayed for them in their life. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Again, I want to read it. It says this. Don't hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moths and corroded by rust or stolen by burglars. But stockpile treasures in heaven where it is safe from moth and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place that you will most want to be and end up being. 
Jesus' treasure was people. And he spent time with people as much as he could. My challenge to us this morning is this. Find somebody this year and invest in them. Take some time and invest in someone's life this year. You don't have to invest in a lot of people. Just find one person, a coworker, or a family member, or a friend that you went to high school with, whatever. Take time to invest in that person and see what God will do in their life. Because that's what he says. Because I remember the time that somebody invested in me. And that's the reason why I'm here today is because somebody's investment. That's the reason why you're here today. It's because somebody invested in you. Somebody prayed for you. It may have been your mom. It may have been your dad. It may have been uncle, aunt, grandma, grandpa. It doesn't matter. Somebody invested in you, and that's the reason why you're here. So God's called Legacy Church. He's called Church of the Highlands. He's called the Methodist Church, the Baptist Church. Whatever church you can fill in there, He's called us to invest in people's lives and allow the Holy Spirit to work through their heart and their life. We can't be the church down the street, but we can be this church. We can do what God's called us to do. And not only that, but we can, we can celebrate, we can lift up and praise the name of Jesus when other churches do the same thing. Because we're all in this together. It's not my church against their church or their church against... We're all in this together. We're not fighting each other. We're, we're trying to reach people. We're trying to invest in people so that, that one day that we can see them in heaven and go, hey, thank you for investing in me. That's the goal of the church. That's the goal of each and every one of us is to invest with our words, to invest in our actions, but not only that, but to invest in people with our prayers. And that's what we're going to do this morning. Is we're going to pray for our children. We're going to pray for our teenagers. We're going to pray for our, our teachers or anybody that works in the school system. If you're sub or whatever, we're going to pray for you this morning. Why? Because we want to invest in you so that you can invest in other people. It's called multiplication. When I do that one, then it multiplies and it keeps carrying on. But when we don't invest, how are they going to know the Word of God? How are they going to know that Jesus loves them when we don't invest? When we don't take time to sit down and talk to those people, those people that have maybe stabbed us in the back or talked bad about us. It's God's called us to invest. I want you to turn and lay your hands on one of the teachers or one of the those that sub in the, in the school system, whatever it is that you do, just turn around and lay your hands on them right now as I pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for, for men and women, God, that are willing to, to teach God and to lead. God, I know that, that whether they're teachers or they drive a bus or they sub at school, Father, God, some of those kids may not receive a, some kind of love at home, God. They may not see a loving parent or a loving loved one in their home, God, but they live in turmoil at their house, God. But God, use these teachers and these, these other the faculty members, God, and the bus drivers and the, those that are subbing in the school systems, God, to be able to speak love and to be able to speak life into these students, God. Because, God, we don't know what their home life is, God. But, God, what an important role that we have, Jesus, God, that we can pour out and invest, God, and not only into our students, but, God, into our school systems, into our teachers and our, our principals, God. God, I pray for those that are over the school system, for the, the board of education and the, the principals and the vice principals, God, and those that are in leadership, God. God, lead them and, and anoint them, God, to be able to, to, to lead their school, Father, in a way that they never have before, Jesus. Oh, God, we just... 
we want to love on people, God, and we want to invest in people, Father. So, God, today we're thankful for that. God, use this church, however you want to use it, God, to, to reach out into this community, to love on people. God, we're not perfect. God, there's things where we mess up all the time, God, but, but Father, may we keep the, our love to You first. And remember, God, that people are important to You, which makes them important to us. So God, thank you for your anointing. God, thank you for every kid, every teenager, every adult, God. God, may this be an incredible school year for them. God, may they see miracles happen in their life. But not only in their life, but they may see miracles in their friends' lives or even in their family because of their sacrifice to love people and to invest in someone. God, we love you and we thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. May, it, may we not only hear it with our, word, our ears, but may we apply it to our hearts that you've called us to live a life of godliness in front of those others. And we're thankful for that. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for everything that you're doing. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen. God bless you guys. We love you. May have a fantastic week. And we will see you back here on Sunday. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.